Now, this leaves me questioning, should I pick a consistent quarterback, maybe like a Cousins, maybe like a Tannehill or a Jimmy G that I could put behind him? I mean, is that something that you would think about doing, or would you probably snag up that tight end before that teardrop goes off? Uh, I mean, it depends how you really feel. Like you said, you have Hunter Henry higher. Um, I mean, my rankings go Henry, Ertz, Hawkinson, Waller, Fan. And would I mean we, we tiers on the website? But would you say they're all in similar tiers? Yeah, one hundred percent. They are very, very close in my rankings. I I think you know I don't think necessarily that all five are going to go in the next two rounds. So uh, I mean, it's just one point seven five ten in premium though. It is, but you know there there's other reasons to like other positions. You know, point uh, two point per carry for running back, uh, full point PPR for wide receivers, and you know, the plus two for long touchdowns and still two quarterbacks. So there could be a run there. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think it's just hard to see five tight ends go in, in the next two rounds, you know, not that everyone has one. Cause I think only three teams right now have tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still like I, if I had to bet on it, I would, I would bet that at least one of those five would come back. But, you know, uh, if you'd rather be safe than sorry, then, you know, definitely. I, I don't think it's a bad idea. Okay, so on the flip side, I'm looking at the quarterbacks. They're neck and neck. I know that. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I know your opinion on Justin Herbert. Who would you have higher, Justin Herbert or Sam Darnold? I have Sam Darnold one spot higher than him. Um... You know, it's tough because I think Sam Darnold's not necessarily in a position to succeed. Like, you know, the coaching plus, you know, he doesn't have great receiving options. Mm-hmm. He just had solid ones. And I, I'm not completely bought into Brashad Perriman. I think it's just opportunity plus, you know, he's a deep threat for his uh, you know, success last season with Jameis Winston, who loves to throw the ball downfield. Um, as we all know, uh, you know, so you got him kind of stepping into that Robbie Anderson role. Denzel Mims is someone to like, but I, I don't see him necessarily, you know, stepping up for this year. And then beyond that, you know, besides that, uh, Jameson Crowder, more of just that Jarvis Landry sort of role. So you would have to hope for the development of Denzel Mims, whereas Justin Herbert already has an elite wide receiver in in Allen. He has a great receiving back in Austin Eckler. He has a really, I, I would say that Mike Williams is better than any New York Jet wide receiver. And he's Justin Herbert's wide receiver too. Uh, you're looking at your third quarterback right now, correct? Yeah, so maybe, I mean, you talked me off of the Sam Darnold train. So now maybe I'm between Herbert and Tannehill and I'm thinking maybe I should go with the consistency of Tannehill to kind of offset Drew Locke because I don't want two high-end upside quarterbacks like Drew Locke and Herbert because there's a chance that maybe both of them fire out when I don't even have a QB. I don't know what to do. Um, Tannehill has that long-term security that he just signed with Tennessee. Jimmy G has that long-term security as well. Jimmy G is in a lot more high-upside offense than Tannehill. The worry for Tannehill is that uh, 
you know, he he sort of just had a magical run last season, just similar uh, to just Joe Flacco in, in years past. So can you necessarily rely on it? I, I If it were me and I'd bank on someone to be consistent, I would probably bank on Tannehill because I think uh, it's an easier offense for him to manage. You know, Der- when you have Derrick Henry as your running back, you don't have to do a lot as a quarterback. So uh, I, I think Tannehill doesn't necessarily have an easy job because no quarterback job is easy, but I think he has one of the easiest jobs uh, of all quarterbacks out there. Man, this is tough. This is tough. I have Darnold ranked higher. I have Garoppolo, Tannehill, Herbert all right there. Yo, I have 20 seconds left. You know what? Fuck it. Ah, Trey, what are you doing? All right, I'm going (laughs) Darnold. Trey, stick with your rankings. Go with your rankings. Go Darnold. Dang it. I don't know. We'll see if that turns out being right. You hey, talked to me off the Darnold Hill, but I don't I, I don't know. I love Denzel Mims. On the bright I love Chris side, Brandon as well. Sam Darnold is still just twenty-two years old, uh, entering his third season. Last season, I think the Jet the I know the Jets had a winning record when he played, uh, or when he came back from mono. So I, either one of those two, or both. Um, but yeah, I I think Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. I just, for your sake, hope that Adam Gase does not stay in New York long term. <sighs> Man, that was rough. That was rough. So let's just go over some con- uh, some comments while I was absolutely freaking out about my picks. <laughs> uh, Heisenberg said, I'm still salty about Mark Andrews getting picked before me. I'm boycotting the tight end position now. Man, I think that's the way I'm feeling. I was really thinking I was going to go quarterback tight end there. But then I quickly dismissed Ertz. I quickly dismissed all the Titans because Robert was telling me there's a good chance. And I feel like, who knows? As the there 20 could picks be a run. Me, I mean, there could I be a run. I think if anything, Waller will fall back too because the hate on Waller is real too. So, uh, you know, I, I think I if I had to bank on it, I would bank that at least one of those five Titans would fall back to you. And then we had our other league mate, Damien, say, can I just say thanks a million, lads? Love listening to while drafting. Kudos to you and Flair Hay, which is Blair both. Um, yeah, you can find Blair on Twitter at Flair Hay. You can fly, find Robert at Fantasy Force FB. And find me newly, at F- I'm sorry, newly updated header uh, done by my fiance for now, uh, her brother who. Fiance is- for now. What's going to happen tonight? You leaving her? Shit. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You know, can't this bitch no more. No, I'm kidding. She's like, um, like I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, please stop. I'm just saying it for the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, nah, but, uh, you know, her brother is in an engineering program right now. So he's working a lot with uh, computer design. So uh, he did some quick Photoshop for me for my header. And uh, I think it came out pretty clean. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, as Mike Roberts said, check it out at Fantasy Force FB. You can find me at FF uh, Superflex Guru on Twitter and the podcast Fantasy Show at FF underscore Forecast. Um, and then uh, look at some more comments. I mean, he's right. Fuck it. Are the words spoken before all the great decisions? That's what I said before I drafted Sam Darnold. Fuck it. We'll see what happens. Uh, do I know that's going to be a good pick? No. Do I know that he's going to be more consistent than uh, Ryan Tannehill or Jimmy Garoppolo or? Justin Herbert, who else I was thinking about picking? No. But the upside's there. We saw what he did when he came back from Mono. I mean, it was outrageous what he did. Uh, he led the 
Jets to almost playoff. I know that's not anything to do with fantasy, but he was still a great quarterback. We'll see if he'll, he'll take another step forward. Um, the addition of the Frank Gore, I don't know if that hurts or helps him. We'll see. The Jets could be, I mean, the AFC East, we all know it's up for grabs this year. So I'm very, very bold to say, but the Jets could be one of those teams to actually watch in the division. Though if I had to bank on it, I would say they'd probably be the worst team in the division still. But, <laughs> you know, still, it's up for grabs. So you, you could watch them. Maybe they'll, maybe Sam Darnold will take a step up and, you know, you'll uh you'll be surprised i was saying let's go over some more comments uh damien said adam gaze is the future belichick aka the fantasy hater Definitely. i think that's pretty true um i, I mean, wouldn't I be surprised a- if uh michael perrine sees unnecessary touches this season over Le'Veon bell and it would just bother or frank gore you know frank gore isn't i don't even know why i wasn't thinking of this but frank gore uh, is someone who, that's why you weren't thinking about him. <laughs> uh, but Frank Gore, when um, Adam Gase was back in Miami, unnecessarily saw touches over Kenyon Drake. And it's just, you know, crazy to think about, but it's still happening. And uh, I, I really think that's the, the real possibility for Le'Veon Bell this season, too. So, so now I'm here that I didn't make that Le'Veon Bell pick instead. I about to say, uh, Heisenberg commented this about being salty is boycott in the tightest position for the rest of the draft. And then our other league mate, Pratt, said, second, my plan was to stack Kittle and Andrews. And who did he end up with? Pratt got Kittle and Ingram. Andrews got sniped right in front wow. of him by Matt. Wow, at 3.8, sniped right in front of him. I'm sure that was rough. I'm sorry that happened, Pratt. Maybe you and Matt could uh, work out a deal. Matt is a great, great trade <laughs> negotiator. Um, he's in another podcast at the Fantasy Football Jam, um, at the FF Jam on Twitter. Uh, go check it out. They actually did a podcast uh, last week about fantasy trade etiquette and best ways to get a trade done. So go check that out uh, if you're interested in getting that slight edge over your dynasty redraft uh, league mates because um, everything matters. It's it's all about how you approach a trade uh, sometimes as opposed to who you offer, to be honest with you. But let's go over some quick picks um, that, we were go- that, that, that went by after we were going over the comments. Matt picked Cream Hunt. I love it. That was his, uh, let's see, that was his first running back off the board. That's pretty surprising. Wow. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm pretty sure that's his first running back off the board. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it. And then Jay got his QB two with Kirk Cousins. Uh, Tyler Lockett finally got swooped up by Tom at seven point four. Uh, David Johnson seven point five. I love that steal right there, David Johnson. He might be a workhorse back. I think. I think he has to be. To be honest with you, Carlos uh, Hyde last season was a workhorse back on the ground, and you know. We don't necessarily see talented running backs stepping into Houston, and um, they, they still succeed. You know, uh, Hyde was over 4.3 yards a carry, and Lamar Miller was all reliable before that. So, yep. um, you know, I don't think David Johnson has to be talented to succeed this year. I mean, in my opinion, he has to get that volume because they essentially i know they didn't but they essentially traded david uh, david johnson for deandre hopkins and we all saw what the target share volume production was from deandre hopkins i feel like they have to at least give david johnson somewhat of what he got back in 2017 2016 with the arizona cardinals for it to be a somewhat reasonable fair trade in my opinion 
they're also paying David Johnson's full salary, which is ten yep. million dollars for the next two seasons. So yeah, um, that's a lot of money though for the running back to you know put it in the context. The Broncos are going to be paying Melvin Gordon eight million dollars for the next two seasons. So um, if you had to, if I had to bet money, who who should be making more money right now, Melvin Gordon or David Johnson? I would probably say Melvin Gordon, and uh, I would be wrong. So, you know, if we're going based on team commitment, which, you know, money is the most important thing to a team, it should say that David Johnson will be the workhorse. I mean, and I love David Johnson, to be honest with you. I was a big David Johnson proponent until last season where he absolutely burned my heart. Um, And then my boy, Anthony, he finally picked my main man, Justin Herbert. I was thinking about picking him at 7.1 instead of Sam Darnold. Um, let me know in the comments who you would have rather have Justin Herbert or Sam Darnold. They're pretty neck and neck in my rankings. I think Darnold is QB 18 and Herbert is QB 19. Um, so Kurt's up here with the back to back. Um, his team isn't as, uh, you know, filled out right now because he traded me all those top end picks, but he's going to be filling it out later. Um, he doesn't have a wide receiver one yet. He just has uh, David Montgomery, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. And then uh, he has James Conner as well. So he doesn't have you a wide receiver like one. It's very little, though. I mean, he has Patrick Mahomes and <laughs> Lamar Jackson in a two-quarterback league. Uh, he easily has the best quarterback group uh, of anyone in this league. Potentially. I was saying we had a comment from our YouTube uh, channel, uh, Jason Williams. He just posted, what's your favorite roster so far? I mean, let's just automatically take mine out. I mean, I'll be fair to the rest of the league. I don't want to. I don't want to just say my team because it's quite obvious. But so, second favorite team. I mean, there's a lot of good teams. Robert, your team's pretty stacked. Matt's team's pretty stacked. Uh, Blair's team is young, and then there's Jake who just has all those pieces as well. And then we go look at some of non fantasy football forecast members. Some of those listeners. You know, Jay has all those crazy good running backs. Tom has all those crazy good running backs. You know, Heisenberg, his team is pretty depth out. I mean, if you would have told me Dalvin Cook would have went 2.2, I would have said, are you crazy? There's no way he does that. Um, It's pretty tough picking one favorite team. I do like – I want to wait to see who Anthony gets as his running backs, but I really love his wide receiving core. Like, I really love his wide receiving core. That was the roster that I was really looking at and, and wanted to point out. Um, I, I really, you know, I, I really like the way that your team is stacked out too. you know, having a running back core of Derek Henry, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire and Austin Eckler, and then having, you know, a great receiving group like Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf. Uh, I, I think it's really well-rounded. You know, like I said already, I'm not a proponent of drafting quarterbacks early, but um I don't think you necessarily did that either. Josh Allen was your first quarterback at what? Three, two. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, that might've been too early, but I don't think you would have gotten back to me. Now that, and I'm a big Josh Allen guy. Yeah. And uh, you know, the way that quarterbacks have been going, uh, you know, it, it, it makes sense to kind of stack up on them oh, uh, a bit more. Jay Ryder. Oh yeah. Cool. Jason Jay Ryder. Okay. Nice. I've been um, calling you Jay my whole, my whole life. You could have told me your name's Jason. Come on, man. Unless he wants to be called Jay, you know. Hey, I, I mean, I guess that's up. true. I guess that's true. Um, um, I mean, so I mean, we can even break down Jay's team for him. He has McCaffrey, Taylor, and Dobbins. Those are two stacked. I mean, three stacked running backs. That if 
you told me those were on my team pre-draft, I would have said, give me them. Please send them my way. Um, and even I Allen Robinson really like, Debo. Yeah, I, I do like those too for his wide receiver. They're more of value picks, you know, 4'10 and 6'10. But, you know, I, I think for where you get them, they're, they're great wide receivers. I think Allen Robinson, you can make an argument that he's a top 12 dynasty receiver. And then Debo Samuel, you know, if he's really going to be the number one, on San Francisco's offense, I'll take the number one on uh, Kyle Shanahan offense every single time. And he's still only 24. Yeah, and I mean, you're pretty, you're, your team's pretty solid, Jason. I'm not going to lie. Um, so we're sitting here at the four point or the 7.8. Sorry about that. Marquise Brown just went uh, to Kurt as his wide receiver one. Talk about high upside. Like I said earlier, I was listening to the F. Uh, uh, I was into the FF Ballers podcast, and uh, one of their uh, showmates, Jason, Jason Moore. Yeah, he actually had Marquise Brown getting Follow plus him on ten touchdown. If you don't, though, I'm assuming most of you do. It's at Jason FFL. Yeah, I was say I was pretty surprised out. to hear that. Um, but Marquise Brown has that talent. He has the opportunity. There's nobody really else there. They did add Devin Duvernay. But at the same time, he's just a slot guy. He's not going to be stealing the touchdowns away from Marquise Brown. The touchdowns have to go somewhere. Uh, Hayden Hurst has moved out of that offense. I love that Marquise Brown pick. Maybe slightly higher than I want to do. Uh, I'm going to go check my wide receiver rankings as Robert's given his opinion. But I do love that Hollywood Brown pick. I do uh, know. I have listened to the ballers for a while. I do know that Jason pre-draft last season was a big Hollywood fan. So, you know, it makes sense why he's big on him this season. He actually projected 10 touchdowns for Hollywood Brown, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, I don't necessarily see it that way. Uh, it's not that I see Hollywood as just a field stretcher, but it's just, you know, it's, it's hard to buy into the fact that Lamar is ready to throw consistently to wide receivers. Like, I, I think he'll get there. But I think the way that they're going to tailor their offense, at least for now, uh, they're they're going to try to work it in so that um, uh, I'm sorry, I, I got. I mean, I mean, I feel like they have else. to incorporate Hollywood Brown in the offense. He's pretty much their only threat at that wide receiver position. I mean, they have Willie Sneed, they have Devin Duvernay, like I said, but they pale in comparison to Hollywood Brown. But there was actually a comment on our YouTube page from Damien. He said, Josh Allen def wouldn't have made it back to you because I would have gone three quarterbacks to start. That would have been interesting to watch. Um, would, I have, would I have loved to have seen that? Yeah, your team would have been pretty stacked. You would have had Kyler, Deshaun Watson, and Josh Allen. Who mama? I would have loved it. Um, um, kind of glad that didn't get to you. So... I see in the chat, I'm not sure how this works, but, uh, oh, I see it. Um, all right, so Kurt and Jake made a trade. Wait, uh, what? Yeah. Uh, I must have Kurt missed that. Picked up, Kurt picked up uh, Jake's 7th, 13th, and 20th, and then uh, Jake picked up Kurt's 9th, 11th, and 16th. So uh, he'll move up two rounds from 13 to 11, 20 or four rounds from 20 to 16, and he will move back two rounds from seven to nine. But I don't know how that works in with the draft board here. 
look at Jake's. Damn, so Jake traded back two rounds? Uh, yeah. From seventh to ninth? Yeah, hey, so I mean, the, Jake, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like that, uh, uh, Kurt's deal right there. Good job, Kurt. The pick that Kurt picked up was Hollywood, that he turned in Hollywood. Okay. So, so um, I mean, let's see who Jake gets in the ninth round. It might be someone player who's in that same value. I mean, it's not fair to, I guess, say who's a winner and loser right now without knowing the players. The but, I mean, that that's a pretty good value. The 9-2. So, uh, that's the what, a pick. Oh, no, that that is Kurt's pick. I was going to say, uh, Kurt's not necessarily missing that pick, though, because of the uh, trade that he made with you, yep. where he has multiple uh, picks in the 9-10 range. Yeah, I mean, I like it. Uh, and then Kurt followed up the pick with Hollywood Brown with Zach Ertz, the guy that I might have been choosing to pick over Sam Darnold in this tight end premium league, 1.75 points per reception. I mean, I love that. If you're telling me Zachary's going in the mid-late-ish seventh round, I feel like that's a steal. I know that you said he's volume-dependent, but, I mean, tight ends pretty much are at this range. If you were telling me that I could get Zach Ertz at that price with almost two PPR for tight ends, I'm going to get in that every day of the week. Yeah, definitely. So, Pratt's sitting here. He wanted to go tight and heavy. He said in the chat he wanted to go Kelsey Andrews. Instead, he went Kelsey Ingram, but Ingram quite later than Andrews, obviously. So, he right. still went tight and heavy. He does not have a, Q- a QB2 or an RB2 right now. His RB1 is Alvin Kamara. QB1 is Tua. I feel like you may have to get that consistent, surefire QB1 here. But, I mean, Pratt has been all over the board. He got... Mike Evans and OBJ as his wide receivers. That's a good steal. George Kittle in the second round, he's been nailing these picks. Um, so we'll see if he can nail it again. Uh, I have faith in him. Definitely. Uh, you know, my one question mark would be at 109, taking Alvin Kamara over Zeke. But, you know, the way that the uh, Saints are going to build that al- offense around Alvin Kamara, I can understand it if, you, if you're telling me that Alvin Kamara is going to stay in New Orleans long term. Uh, so, you know, I, I think he's really, you know, hitting this draft hard right now. Uh, like he said, he should be looking at a, you know, a solid established quarterback, someone maybe the likes of Brian Tannehill or Jimmy Garoppolo. You could even make an argument for, uh, Drew Brees or Tom Brady, considering that, you know, they may only have a year or two of great production, but they will have a year or two of great production. And, exactly. you know, uh, Tua is the future for him at quarterback. It could put him in a position to have to worry about quarterback uh, down the road, but, you know, maybe he could address that later on in the draft. You know, there's guys like Dwayne Haskins. uh, Let's see. Down the road, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, Jared Stidham. uh, Just different options that he could look at. Taysom Hill, maybe even, um, who might have a brighter future that he won't have to necessarily pay this cost for. I mean, I like it. Um, so Damien posted on our YouTube page, sometimes it's nice to have back-to-back picks to make two of the same picks uh, in yeah. the same position. That's what I did last round. I got Drew Locke and Sam Darnold. That's what I did earlier on in the draft with uh, those three wide receivers and with those three running backs. I love having the back-to-backs. And that's why I was pretty happy that I got the 1.01. It does suck waiting all that while to make your yeah. pick. But it's nice being able to be able to say, I want this guy. 
here he is. This is my guy. Sorry, there's nothing you guys can do about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the one thing you worry, well, not necessarily worry about as Pratt is winding down here with the clock, uh, he will take Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. I like which it. Which is a solid like pick. Um, I mean, do you it, think that Tyler Boyd, I mean, AJ Green has got that franchise tag. Oh God, what is okay, that? that's, I mean, yeah, we could. It, was he oh. one Adam Thielen? Do you know? No, I don't know what just happened. Uh, All right, I'm just giving Tyler Boyd and we'll see what okay, happens. Yeah, but I, do um, you think that the, I mean, this imminent, maybe possibly imminent subtraction of AJ Green's going to give Tyler Boyd that big value bump, or do you think that Tyler Boyd's going to stay there regardless if AJ Green's going to be on that roster or not? Um, I think Tyler Boyd is is someone who you know benefits from having that one on the field, um, you know, to kind of pull the coverage away. I don't think that he himself is a one yet, uh, so I, I think I would, you know, be happy if AJ Green could play 16 games this season and and kind of you know I think Tyler Boyd, you know, it's hard to say with Joe Burrow for this season and then in the future, you know, you worry about AJ Green staying in Cincinnati, but uh, I, I think overall, I would err on the side that um, I, well, I think AJ Green does nothing but help Tyler Boyd. Okay, so in our fantasy chat, Pratt's wanting us to put it on hold. He says him and Blair are in trade talk. It's kind of a gray area. There is a five-minute clock. Uh, everyone's kind of having to con- to stick this five minute clock. So for me, I'm just going to remove the pick and say, you got two minutes to make that trade. If you guys are wanting to make that trade, just because we're, we're trying to be fair to everybody, you right. know? Yeah. Um, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see who Blair's targeting. Yeah. And uh, as we get down later into the rounds, I'd say what, maybe in like an hour or so, we'll uh, try and turn, towards a longer clock and then uh you know so so that we're not taking up all night here for everyone yes and but, uh, uh we do want to say that to our listeners and who's watching on uh youtube and periscope uh we are going to stop this recording mid i mean here kind of soonish we are almost three hours into our draft we don't want to overwhelm anybody um so we are we might stop at the end of this round, maybe the end of next round. We haven't discussed that yet, um, but we we don't want it to be a fantasy overload for whoever's listening. We, we want to exactly. make sure you guys are getting what you guys want out of it. Um, but uh, Robert, are you wanting to stop after this round or you want to go into next round or uh, how are you feeling? I think we could go even further. Um, okay. You know, it, it depends because uh, I, I don't want to necessarily pull us away from you know, not being able to see like our, our full starting lineup or anything, you know, I, I want them to, to see the main points. Um, Cause you know, we, we can even post uh, our full rosters after the draft on Twitter, but you know, not everyone's going to see that as maybe everyone is watching. So um, I, I would err on the side of, you know, uh, if we could get through maybe at least round nine, maybe even round 10 would be great. I mean, I I don't have anything to do tonight. I mean, all my beers are drunk. I'm kind of upset about that, but uh, we'll I'm, see uh, how it goes. I'm three three shots in technically. Two of them were at the very beginning, 
of this draft, and one of them was just mixed in. But uh, ooh, did you take a shot solid. after uh, after a solid pick or something? I mixed it in with uh, some some coke to try and just get me through. You know, get me uh, keep me at that same level. You know, I feel it. it. I feel it. So uh, let's just go over some of our picks. Uh, Damien said. You guys can do a recap tomorrow night or later on in the week. Uh, that's true. I do yeah, like that, that idea. Be, yeah, definitely. Um, we could go over each person's team and kind of, you know, highlight what we like. I was saying, I'm even down to, you know, put it on a poll. Whoever has the worst uh, percentage has to give their best player to me. I kind of like that as well. <laughs> um, sure. So, so I might they propose did, that. They did confirm a trade. Uh, Blair, or I'm sorry, Blair traded up. Uh, from his final pick in this round, seven twelve for the seven oh nine, he gave up a twentieth. So let's see, who did he take? Adam Thielen. I don't Stuck mind that at all. Thielen. Of I course, he's a Vikings fan. He's a yeah. Vikings fan. Yeah, his first Vikings player on his roster. I mean, it was bound to happen. We all try to get players that we have on our team just because it's the way our heart goes. Raiders. I'm. I could snatch up a lot of Raiders late round ADP. We'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, um, was there a second part in that trade? Uh, what did he get? A twentieth. So okay. It's not, no, it's not very much, but it's only yeah. a three pick move back. So uh, you don't you don't necessarily need a, a ton of value. Yeah, and um, I like that idea, Damon. Uh, we do have a podcast this upcoming weekend. Uh, we may hit on that. Who knows? Um, and then Heisenberg said, I'd love to join you guys sometime. Wasn't able to join tonight because I'm multitasking around the house. But for future casts, I'd be down to hop on a pod. I'd love that, man. Um, Definitely. I, I love having guests come on, um, especially people who know the fantasy inside, that know their ins and outs of the fantasy community. That's definitely what you are. Um, you're a great follower on Twitter, and, I, and I'm definitely glad that you're in this league. Um, and anyone who's not following them, follow on Twitter at Gray Heisenberg, Gray spelled G E G R E Y, sorry, G R E Y Heisenberg, H E I S E N B E R G. Great fantasy guy and uh, and even better dude, some would say. But Robert, you're on the clock right here. Uh, your team's, I mean, pretty solid. You haven't got that QB2 yet. You haven't got that tight end one yet. Um, is that kind of the direction you're looking to go or you're looking to fill out those skill players? Um, sorry, I mentioned, or I was mentioned by Blair, but I don't know what he was talking about necessarily. Uh, and it was five minutes ago, so I'm not sure. Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, looking at my team, I got Matthew Stafford, Ezekiel Elliott, Cam Akers, Tyree Kill, Kenny Galladay, Devin Singletary. I'm going to scoop up a value pick I see here at the running back position. And that's Raheem Mostert. Uh, I really, I, I really think that he's going to be the guy. He apparently put on some muscle recently to try and shoulder 200 carries, and you know it's surprising to look back at it. And he only had 137 carries last season, but um, it's it's uh, you know it's it's just Raheem Mostert was so good last season, and in in the playoffs he was carrying that team, and they want to run the football. There's always the worry that Tevin Coleman's going to come in and have a game, but I'm not relying on Raheem Mostert to be an every week kind of guy for me. Uh, he's my fourth running back. I don't think he has a, I don't think he has a long term, you know, 
time with the team. But like I said, as a fourth running back who I could kind of just plug in and play on any given week, in my opinion, uh, I, I I think Raheem Mooster will be ranked top 15 by a lot of people in redraft. Um, so to get him this late here, I, I think that's a value. Yeah, and you could have even flip flopped your last two picks. Maybe uh, Raheem Mostert six point three in Devin Singletary seventeen, and I mean, and I could have seen that as well. Um, the age I, difference is really the the reason that uh, people are going to favor Singletary if, yeah. if they if they would. Um, single or I'm sorry, Mostert is twenty eight already. Yeah. Uh, so Singletary is only twenty two, and and especially when you're talking about the running back position, well. Raheem Mostert's 28 isn't the same as most players' 28 because of the work that he hasn't really gotten. Uh, still, you know, it's it's something to just consider. I would say I'm looking at my uh, running back rankings on ffbforecast.com. I have Singletary 26, Raheem Mostert 27 in my RB rankings, so they're neck and neck. Um, so I prefer Devin Singletary. Uh, slightly and then heisenberg just snagged jalen rager i love it i have rager ranked higher than uh thielen brown and maybe lockett in my superflex rankings i know that i have him ranked higher than brown and thielen where do you have jalen rager and do you think that he's going to be a good 2020 prospect or do you think he's more of a, a dynasty future uh jalen rager is my wide receiver 31 uh 69th overall so overall that is a value to get here this late. Um, I think he's just, I, I, I think it's hard to kind of compare. Um, let me reply to Pratt real quick. I about to say, uh, so I'm looking at my rankings. I have uh Jalen Rigger at wide receiver 27. And I, and, and I feel pretty confident about that. I think that he's going to, I think there's a chance he could lead their receivers in, I mean, the the NFL rookie receivers in receiving yards this year. Um, maybe him or Brandon Ayuk. I'm pretty high on Ayuk as well. But I think either one of those two players are going to lead the league in receiving yards. And maybe not touchdowns. But I think yards-wise, Raker is going to be the guy, the guy there. I know they, like you said earlier, they added Godwin. They still got Goddard. They still got Ertz and Sanders there as well. But in my opinion, Raker is the guy who definitely stands out. And it looks like Damien just comes. I joined Jesse and you guys one night. If you want an international vibe, Damien, comment what time it is right now. I feel bad. Uh, you're in Ireland. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure seven hours. Quick math, 2 a.m., maybe 3 a.m. for you. Um, right, if you're bad. listening, I'm about to counter. Oh, this is going to be interesting. I love, I love a little trade talk. Um, yeah, I'm I'm down for everyone to come on. I sent out an open invitation tonight to every one of our league mates. Hey, you guys are welcome to come on our fantasy show. Um, I'd love to have you guys on. Everyone in this league has great fantasy insight. Damien, I'm I'm in a ton of leagues with you. I love love all your teams. You always make good trades. And you don't have bad value with it. Oof. Damien says 1 a.m. Ah, not that bad, but still still late. Um, let me know if you go to bed. Um, set a queue, make sure to set a queue, or we could pause a draft if need be for you as well. Um, yeah, just let us know. But we appreciate you joining the league. We appreciate you listening to our fantasy show as well. Um, like I said, we're down to have anyone come on. Um, I love talking fantasy. Well, we're just over three hours in our fantasy draft. Uh, you can look at the draft board 
If you listen to the podcast, you know the draft board on YouTube, on our Twitter page. There's tons of good picks still on the board. Pratt's on the clock. He's in trade talks with Robert. We'll see what comes up. Robert's been trying to move up all draft and no one's biting. It's kind of it's kind of sad to watch. Yeah, it's kind of painful when you continue to try and move up and no one wants to move up with you. But, you know, I, I feel like I'm making it work pretty well, you know, with uh, what I've got right now. I, yeah, I really like your team. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see who you're trying to target right here. There's still a lot of good players that I think would be a good value, especially for your team makeup. You know, oh, Pratt just said, let me pick Chris Carson. I That's mean, fine. I mean, we just—I mean, we just discussed them signing Carlos Hyde. Uh, do you do you think that that's gonna seven point twelve last pick in the seventh round? Do you think that come August he's gonna be there, higher or lower from that current ADP? I mean, looking at other running backs on the board, we got Le'Veon Bell, Darius Geis, Carryon Johnson, Marlon Mack, Phil Lindsay, Mark Ingram. You know, I, I see Carson as more of a one-year guy because. What, you know, like I, I mentioned earlier with Leonard Fournette, you know, what are teams going to commit to free agent running backs next season? And, you know, I don't see teams trying to bring in Chris Carson as a three down workhorse. So, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily know what to make of Carlos Hyde. Like, I, I know people think it's just a depth move, but, you know, He's the same type of back Chris Carson is, so it does give me some worry. And he averaged 4.3 yards per carry last season. Seattle is going to run the football. Um, if I had to, you know, if I had to pick one of them right now, I'd pick Chris Carson. But the injury does worry me a bit. Um, I would. I would probably, say we saw his upside last year, minus the fumbling problems. Like running backs that are on the board that I might take over. Uh, Chris Carson, you know, I, I might lean Mark Ingram just a little because I, I think, you know, he is healthy. And if I'm going on one season for both of them, then I'll I'll take the one on the more efficient running offense. Um, and like I said, the one that I know is healthy. But besides that, you know, there's not a lot of running backs where I'm going to see and and really prefer over Chris Carson. Le'Veon Bell, you can make the argument, but I, I do have worries with, you know, Adam Gase actually giving the ball to Frank Gore for some reason. Darius Geis goes right there to uh, Blair. Dude, Blair's team is young, man. Darius Geis has some serious upside if he can, you know, really win that job. So uh, we'll have to look into it. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, Chris Carson... Uh, I think he's a solid pick. I don't think it's like a league winning type of pick, but you know, when you're picking a running back at the end of the seventh round, I, I think what you're looking for is solid depth. Yeah. And that's pretty fair. I mean, Chris Carson in the last pick in the seventh round, I mean, it's not like you said a league winner, but it's, it's solid. Um, and that's kind of yeah. what it is with Darius guys. It's a solid pick. Uh, like you said, the upsides there, the, uh, what's what's the uh, acronym of upside? Um, D upside, D D side. Uh, oh, no, you mean not, not the acronym, but the uh, antonym. Antonym. Uh, there you down, go. Antonym. I guess it's just a floor talk. You know. Yeah. 
what's um, what's the floor of Darius Geis? It's it's nothing, you know. Like Chris Carson, what's his floor at least for this upcoming season? I I think he still is a top twenty four back if he's healthy, but Darius Geis, his floor is like to, he can fall outside the top forty running backs, honestly. So. Oh man, comparing dude, floor and ceiling is falling right now. Yeah, and it's tempting uh, to take him here. He would be my running. Say Heisenberg high. just picked carry on Johnson after Blair picked Darius Geis. So Le'Veon Bell's still there, and I'm shocked. It's what is it? The eighth round? Eighth round? Do you need a running back? Would you like to come get him? No, I mean you don't need a running back, but uh, I don't need it. But I mean, if you're interested. I would be, team. I would be fine with moving back. Ah, oh, dude, it sucks. I don't have a ninth or tenth. This is my last pick. Ah, oh, I'll stay. I'll stay. Okay. And I it hurts to stay, but I don't got any more trade capital with my ninth and tenth pick already being gone. I mean, it'll just rough. It'll be rough. I I completely understand. Uh, the problem is that I don't necessarily want to go with Le'Veon Bell. It's just that. Uh, I feel, I feel like it's a solid pick, especially for a fifth running back. Like you know, you got to have depth, especially at the running back position. Yeah, but saying Le'Veon Bell's gonna be productive. We're all sitting here saying, you know, Adam Gase factor is there. We all know about the Adam Gase factor. We know about the offensive line problems. But do we really truly believe that Frank Gore is gonna take away the touchdowns, take away the touches from Le'Veon Bell when push comes in the shove? I don't know. Uh, I mean, you've you've talked about P. Ryan a lot. I like him. Uh, but talent-wise, is he at the same level as Le'Veon Bell? I'm not quite for sure. Um, I would go Bell here. But there's still a lot of good wide receivers. You need that QB, too. Uh, tight end would be a good option as well, since there's still some on the board. Uh, but I just said you got a lot of options. So I do have a lot of options. And um, uh, I what's think going on, what's going on in your head right now? I I think you know I when you look at my roster. So right now I have four running backs: Zeke, Cam Akers, Devin Singletary, Raheem Mostert. I feel comfortable playing any of them on any given week. So you know I I feel like I'm fine there. Whereas like. You have to start three wide receivers, and I only have Hill and Galladay. I don't have a tight end. You have to start two tight end or two quarterbacks, and you know I only have Matthew Stafford. If you look at quarterback, uh, it's kind of hard to judge. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill are the only are the top two, and you know they're not necessarily high upside guys, but they're consistent and should be the starter for the long term. You got. Drew Brees and Tom Brady, who have taught high upside, but you know who knows about the long term. And then after that, it kind of just gets muddy. You know, a lot of questions. Uh, wide receiver, you know, I feel fine waiting there because I think there's a lot of value. Like if nothing but wide receiver went before my next pick, uh, I think it says Brandon Ayuk would be there for me, and I'd be fine with Brandon Ayuk. So, you know, hey, I, I love I, him. He's my wide receiver five rookie rankings. I love Brandon Ayuk. I did not like Brandon Ayuk from what I saw on tape before the draft, but I think the fit 
yep. was 100%. so perfect. Like it's it's you know I, I think he's being disrespected in rookie rookie draft. Yeah, there there was no wide receiver rookie wise that took a bigger jump post draft on my rankings than Brandon Ayuk. I mean, I was the same way. He was low. I would say he was he was close to. He was closer to the wide receiver 10 than wide receiver 3. Let's just say that. Um, and he's definitely in my top 5 now, so I love it. Um, I'm not sure if I should do this, but this is what my heart's telling me to do. Uh-uh. And when I'm in these drafts, I always follow my heart. Uh, Press I just it. don't want to. But I'm going to take Press TJ it. Hawkinson here. Let's go. Eight, I love Hawk. I love Hawk too, but here's the thing. I have Matthew Stafford and Ken Galladay already, so I am oh, heavily yeah. investing in that Detroit offense. I mean, TJ Hawkinson. All right, so quick short story. Last year in one of my redraft leagues, uh, a friend of mine who had kind of been out of fantasy for a few years but was trying to get back into it, he loved TJ Hawkinson from what he saw in college and decided to take him in the fourth round of his rookie draft and, or I'm sorry, in the redraft period. So fourth round, you know, to take him amongst everyone. That's, that's so early. And, uh, you know, we're all sitting there saying like, Oh, what are you doing? You know, rookie tight ends never pan out. And he's like, Oh, you just watch. And we're like, whatever. Week one of the season comes along. And if yep, you remember week one, six and I, I believe and, and, six I, and I got a story about this afterwards yards. as well. Six uh, catches for 137 yards, I believe. Uh, I have it right in front of me. Six for 131 and a touchdown on nine targets. Um, so, you know, we were going nuts, just just saying, how did this man know? How did he predict this so correctly? And then after that, you know, Hawk fell off like all rookie tight ends tend to do. Uh, But, you know, if you actually watch the Detroit Lions this past season, it wasn't like Hawk was untalented or didn't know what he was doing. He just had mental lapses, which you would expect from a developing rookie tight end. So, uh, you know, uh, his second year in the league, I project uh, him to not have at least as many lapses and it would make him a more consistent option. And, you know, at, at what? 22 years old you know he's got a bright future yeah and like i was saying after week one that was wild he broke out and everybody in the dynasty community was buying him buying him buying him and there was a poll i vividly remember this twitter poll it said travis kelsey or tj hawkinson i'll just let you take a guess about what the percentage was Hot, After and, and week, I'll just one. say this: Hawkinson won, and, and I'll say Hawkinson won the poll. What do you think the percentage was? Uh, I'll say seventy thirty. Close sixty five thirty five with Hawkinson winning, and after, that was that's why you, one week. That's why you guys got to know when to sell. Everybody exactly. was saying, "Oh, TJ Hawkinson's going to be good." Yeah, he's going to be good, but if you could cash out Travis Kelsey for, for TJ Hawkinson, that's that, that that's pretty good. And exactly. here it is, boys. If you're looking on our YouTube page, if you're looking on our Periscope on Twitter, the QB run has started. Brady, Bridgewater, Gardner Minshew, Tannehill. Four picks in a row. Um, they're flying off the board. If you look at the QBs left, there's not that many. Yeah, I was really considering it. And then Jimmy Garoppolo goes here. So that's five quarterbacks in a row. 
I was really considering my second quarterback with the last pick, but like I said, my heart was leaning me towards Hawk. Uh, best quarterback left on the board now is Breeze. I don't expect him to stay there very long. And then beyond that, like I said, it gets muddy. I'm surprised Jimmy G. Oh, Jimmy G just got picked. I was about to say, I was surprised Jimmy G was still there. Good pick, Damien. I like it. Um, five quarterbacks in a row with uh, Jimmy G just getting picked. Tom's on the bl- uh, Tom's on the clock. He doesn't have a QB three. Are they going to keep flying off? Robert, Remember, you might have you might have uh, screwed the pooch on that Hawkinson pick. I love it. I love it, but you got to get I'll that QB two. I'll be fine. I think you know I'll be able to piece it together well enough, in my opinion. Um, I do remember last round though, uh, when you were in between quarterback or tight end, I told you that I thought, uh, at least one of those five tight ends would come back to you so far, only Ertz and Hawkinson have gone. So, uh, I mean, three of them could go in the next three picks. Why are you uh, talking? Uh, yeah, I probably should have waited one more pick to say that, but. I swear, neither of these two play three players in front everyone of me have a tight end. I'm gonna be so everyone upset. Everyone, please take knife tray right now. Don't no, care if you don't. need a tight end or not. There's Just three picks right in, front in a row. Of me. Henry, Fant, and who's Waller. the other one? Waller. Waller. Take them all. I don't care if you don't even like them. Just take them to trade. I don't care. Uh, if this happens, I'm gonna be upset. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's gonna happen. I'm fine with any of them, but I mean, I know that two I mean, can be picked. It's a twenty dollar league. What's twenty dollars in the grand scheme of things? Like this, everything. This is that, just... that, that's my weekly allowance, Robert. Uh, that's my my paycheck from forty yeah. hours of work. <laughs> twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll see who gets back to me. Uh, will I go tied in with my next pick? If you're listening in this fantasy league, yeah, no. You only at the one. Yes, I will. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, I, I, I if you listen to the last round, you know who I'm looking about picking here. If he falls to me, Tom is still on the clock. We got Jay and then Kurt after him. Uh, I mean, Tom's team's pretty good. You guys, Barkley, Nick Chubb, Kenyon Drake as his running back core. It's start three wide receivers at least, and he only has Robert Woods and uh, Tyler Lockett. Will he go wide receiver here? Possibly. I'm hoping so. He has got his quarterback position with Daniel Jones and Jared Goff, so. He may need to secure that QB three because this is a two quarterback league as opposed to and the way a that the run flex. has gone in the last five picks. Yeah, you know, it, it's just you're and getting I mean, shaky out there. And this just cements of I'm happy that I got my QB three last round because with the players coming back to me, the difference between Sam Darnold and you know Drew Brees, Dwayne Haskins, Derek Carr, it's pretty significant for me. Um, dynasty wise um, and like Robert said the tight ends are falling back to me I could still get a middle tier tight end hopefully in the 8.12 before I don't have my next two picks because I'm on a Kurtz trade but I mean I like the way my team's looking uh, Tom's still on the clock he has a minute and a half left there's a lot of good players still on the board um, is there any players that you're surprised have been picked already that have been picked yeah, is there anyone who um, just pops out like, "Wow, that's"? I think uh, I think Gardner at eight point six, not necessarily from you know. Uh, I think oh, that's Jake's point. Poor Jake. Uh, it's just more so, like I said already. I I believe Jacksonville will be one of the worst teams in football, and I think they will earn the number one pick on their own. If I had to bet right now, they I think Vegas odds had them at the lowest win total. Um, 
So, you know, if they get the number one overall pick, they're going to take Trevor Lawrence from a standpoint of we don't necessarily need a quarterback, but how do you pass up a potentially elite guy? Like I said, the Cincinnati Bengal argument. You know, and, I mean, I think what the Cardinals had as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I mean, they moved out Josh Rosen for, for Kyler Murray. They just spent their first-round pick on. So Exactly. You know, uh, there finally. goes Le'Veon Bell, finally. Yes. Uh, it was going to be I'm so tough passing on him, man. I'm glad he got picked. Uh, you know, I, like I said, with my last pick, I was really considering him because he would have been my running back five. Have that kind of depth. Wow. Would have been great. But um, ah, no. there's one. Jason. Oh, I, I know Hunter Henry was your guy. But on the bright side, uh, you know, <sighs> here we are. Yeah, here uh, we are. I'm super upset about it. Kurt sent me an offer. Uh-oh. Ooh. All right, tell, uh, tell the listeners what it is when, whenever it's you get a, to it. My ninth round pick, which would be the 910, and my 14th pick which would be the 1403 for his eighth round pick which is this pick right here so it'd be basically moving up one whole round for my 14th pick and uh, i think i'm gonna make it because uh i do have a need and you need that, that need, quarterback you and that need, need that is, is coming off the board quickly um so it makes sense for me to trade up here and is there a player that you're thinking about? Uh, shout out Kurt for the trade. I, I like it. I know he needs depth, so it worked out for him too. And I said that was a classic win-win. Yeah, I mean, exactly. quarterback-wise, you can go with the consistency of Breeze or Carr. Um, uh, Roethlisberger might be something. We saw that video that came out a couple of days ago about him being finally healthy. That's intriguing. Me personally, my highest ranked quarterback left is Dwayne Haskins. I love the youth. I love the upside. I'm a big Haskins believer. A lot of people aren't. Um, I like a lot what Haskins did at the end of last season. Exactly. And that's what I'm highlighting is that I love the way he took that step forward. And I, and I love Ron Rivera. They did add a few good options around him, whether or not that's uh, was it Golden Gandy Golden or something like that, and and Andy Golden and uh, Antonio Gibson. I would say I was more happy about Antonio Gibson. I think that's going to be a big impact on him especially with Darius guys coming back I think that's going to be a big burden taken off his shoulders with I mean I love AP but AP his explosiveness is not anywhere close to those two players it's really between Breeze and Haskins for me because I it's a tough question where I know what I'm getting with Drew Breeze like there's no question that I'm probably getting a top I would say a top five fantasy quarterback for this season but I don't see any more than this season from Drew Brees, realistically. But for Dwayne Haskins, you know, I I feel like I don't need an elite quarterback here. I just need consistency, consistency at my quarterback too, which Haskins could be. And, you know, he's super young, 23 years old. So he could be, you know, that consistent option for a long time. But he hasn't exactly proven himself yet uh i mean i just got a quick question real quick i thought you said about two minutes ago that regardless of need you need to snipe me on quarter i mean uh snipe me on tight ends yes uh no offense is in consideration low-key as well but uh. <laughs> um 
No, I mean, you know, it's it's just tough because especially now that I've traded my nine ten, I I really I I mean my next pick would be the ten three. And with the way that quarterbacks have gone, I mean, yes, they've kind of stopped in the last two picks, but uh I don't necessarily trust that I can wait and have one of these two guys fall all the way back to me. Uh I think I know man it's tough it's it's pretty easy to put rankings on a sheet but whenever you're in a draft it makes it a lot harder that's why I love having this live draft because we get to see our instant reactions we get to see just our heart being pulled in so many directions and not knowing which way to go you know I as the proponent um now I don't do it I'm not going to do it, but I will do it. I'm going to go with Mike Gesicki instead guy. of Noah Fant. You're throwing away the t- the quarterback position in a two-quarterback? I will throw it away for now. Uh, I will, trust me, I will address it, but I'm not going to necessarily address it right now. Uh, Noah Fant is my tight end nine at 96 overall. I do not believe I have Mike Gesicki ranked, but you look at Mike Gesicki, he's got that upside uh, as potentially the number two option in that offense behind Devontae Parker. At worst, number three, in my opinion, behind uh, Preston Williams. And then Noah Fant has, you know, they they have Cortland Sutton. They just drafted Jerry Judy. Uh, They drafted KJ Hamler in the second round, who you love. Um, I, I just think that's at least four or three other great options. Then, you know, Melvin Gordon, they just paid. Bill Lindsay is still there, and he's uh, in two seasons, a 1,000 yards both years. So, you know, it, there's a lot of mouths to feed on that offense, whereas in Miami, I, I think Gesicki is primed for a bigger role. So I think he's a little easier to rely on. Um, I mean, I love Gesicki. Looking at my tight end rankings, I have Gesicki at tight end 13, right out of the tight end, tight end one range. But the upside, like you said, is there with Tua. I mean, if Tua was healthy coming into the season as a Dolphin starter, 100% healthy, Mike Gesicki would be a top 10 tight end easy. Um, and he's still only 24 years old. And after yeah. last season, you could, you could argue that last season was a breakout for Mike Gesicki. Yeah, exactly. And we all are buying Gasecki, and I love it. Love it right there. Um, I was pretty worried that you're going to draft my tight end. Do I know who my tight end is? Absolutely not. Is it Waller, Fant, or Hooper? That's who I'm choosing between. They all bring different characteristics. Waller, we know he's going to get the touches. They have added a bevy of wide receiver and offensive weapons on the Las Vegas Raiders um, with Ruggs, with Bowden. Uh, with Edwards, they re-signed Jalen Richard. Obviously, Josh Jacobs is back. They brought in Jason Witten as well. So they have a lot of targets there, more than they had last year. Hunter Renfro, obviously. And then, like you said, with the Broncos, they have Hamler, they have Sutton, they have Judy, and they even have a backup tight end, Albert O, who has that connection with Drew Locke. So that's kind of scaring me on him. Exactly. And then you're looking at Austin Hooper, who has even – Somehow even more competition with OBJ, with Jarvis Landry, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, David Njoku, Kareem Hunt, 
a Nick Chubb, and it's just so difficult. It's so difficult. That's why I was so upset that Hunter Henry didn't fall to me. I wanted him. Um, Gasecki probably also would have been on my radar here. Who knows? Um, I love Gasecki. Um, he has a lot more of obvious target share than these three players. Hmm. I'm going Waller here. I'm going Waller. As a Raiders fan? As a Raiders fan, and also he is higher on my dynasty rankings as Titan 8, Hooper Titan 9, Fant Titan 10. I live and die by my rankings. I preach them. I uh, I put them out to all my followers on my Twitter at FFSuperflexGuru. So it wouldn't be fair if I was saying, hey, this player is ranked higher than this player, and I'm not living them by them myself. It was close. Waller, I feel like, is just going to have a slightly higher target share and thus having more potential in 2020. And we just re-signed him, the Raiders did, to an extension. So he's going to be there for the long haul. And he's just at that breakout age. Like you said, the Titans take a long time to get there. And he's finally there. And he is a great athletic tight end. So I love it. So I don't have this pick. I traded away to Kurt uh, pre-draft. He's finally getting to get his players back in the deal. My players we got, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Austin Eckler, and Calvin Ridley in the deal we did. He gets Patrick Mahomes and these next two picks of mine. So we'll see just how that trade ends up being. Will I win? Will I lose? Patrick Mahomes is a god. So it's pretty... He weighs out trades a lot. Uh, how do you see that trade so far with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Austin Eckler, and Calvin Ridley for Patrick Mahomes and the unknown of these next two? Because for me, I mean, I'm somewhat leaning my side just because we don't know the uncertainty of the next two players. But Patrick Mahomes in two quarterback leagues is a lot, a lot of value. Exactly. Like at worst, he could at least trade Pat Mahomes and arguably get back more than that for him. I know. Uh, it's uh, it's tough. I mean, I, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Austin Eckler are two top 12 dynasty running backs. And, you know, I, I think I'd prefer two top 12 dynasty running backs and arguably a top 12 dynasty receiver in Calvin Ridley over Pat Mahomes, you know, like as from what I've heard and believe uh, the quarterback position is scarce, but it's not, you know, like you don't depend on the elite talent to get you there. You know, like Mm -hmm. Pat Mahomes can carry teams, but you're still going to need the running backs and the wide receivers that you're going to start, you know, so many of multiple weeks um, to be, to be the main ones to get you to the championship. So uh, while I think Pat Mahomes is elite, you know, there's so much depth on your side. It's just, it'll be funny when you run the complete poll afterwards, you know, because we looked at it with the startup picks you dominated that side of the pole. I know. But if you do it, you know, in a two quarterback league and, you know, you, you just throw Pat Mahomes name in there, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a lot more even. I know. And it's going to be interesting. I thought, Oh man, I got to smash except this deal after looking at what it just happened. Um, but I mean, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, Dean, it's Damien, right? Or Damon, Damien. 
Damien just said in the league chat that he has to go to bed after his next pick, one thirty in Ireland. Uh, I completely respect that. So uh, I guess after this round, we can switch to a uh, four-hour timer. Yep, that would work for everyone. Yep, that's perfect. I mean, uh, we can end the stream after this round. Um, neither of us have a pick this round, so we're just going to be analyzing everyone else's picks. So it'll be a little fun. Um, Fantasy Corner said, give me some fan. I love it. Um, now, I, I would love to see uh, if you would comment again. Uh, now, are you worried about Fant? Are you worried about just all the weapons that they've added with Hamler, with Judy? Because I was high on Fant. I, I had him as my tight end six pre-draft. And then he's my tight end nine now. He's taking a little bit of a dip. But, I mean, with all the opportunities that are, that are gone with those two stud wide receivers there, and even Albert O, that's presumably going to take at least a few snaps away from him. They're obviously going to play some two tight end sets, but he's going to take away some snaps and some targets. Um, I just felt more comfortable taking Darren Waller there for sure. I feel that. Uh, I think it has potentially a brighter future. Uh, but, you know, um, I think Darren Waller will benefit from Derek Carr as his quarterback. And, you know, Drew Locke uh, liked uh, Noah Fant a decent amount. Um, and I mean, like, I was pretty draft, upset you. I cannot pause it at the moment. Uh, so if we could remove Tyler Boyd from me, and uh, that'll be fine. Yeah, and you want me to set you the player? Uh, who'd you pick? Gasecki, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, we're good. So, um, oh, so you're on the clock right now? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, when did you get at- this pick? We worked out another trade because I was um, so confused. I was say you didn't have a pick. How did you just get this pick? Uh, it was this pick for my tenth, eleventh, and sixteenth. Yes, Dude, you better draft a tight end. I mean, yep. mean, you better draft a quarterback, or something yeah, feel bad I, for you. I had to make sure that I moved up and got a quarterback. I think I'm gonna. Wow, you're ninth, you're tenth, eleventh, and sixteenth. That's a haul. It is a haul. I don't but... have any of my next three round picks, but um. You know, I feel like because when you look at my roster, uh, I have some depth and at every position except for wide receiver. But, you know, you could kind of piece together a third wide receiver each week. Um, I had to make sure I got this quarterback here, whether it's Breeze or Haskins. I still haven't decided um, for the sake of time. Hey man, I, I mean, I'm fine with you taking the time I'm to go just making sure. There we go. I was about to say, make sure you make the right decision. I think I'm going to go with Haskins for longevity. Uh, I, I mean, with Ron Rivera coming in there, I was worried about Cam Newton signing there, but he's not going to. They brought in Kyle Allen, a former Carolina Panther, instead of him. So I'm buying all of the, all of the Dwayne Haskins. He's at least going to get this 2020 season. You know, Kyle, Kyle Allen's there, but I mean, he's not Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I feel pretty confident in him, at least taking a slight to moderate step forward in 2020. Exactly. Yep. And uh, I believe, I mean, their offensive coordinator is uh, Scott Turner, who they brought over from the end of last season. Uh, like when Ron Rivera was fired, Norv Turner was promoted to assistant head coach and stopped play calling and then Scott Turner took over. So, you know, it's kind of a weird time span to look at, but um it it's 
you know, it's interesting to see how it's going to work out for this uh, Washington Redskins offense. But I think they're going to, you know, try and make Haskins the franchise quarterback. And whether that means, you know, solid quarterback 12 production or not, uh, I'm just I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it for the next I'm going to say like five, ten years. You and Jake are pretty similar strategies right now. Jake does not have a QB2. You just drafted a QB2. And Jake picked Justin Jefferson over probably getting that QB2 that he needs. But he does have a pick later on in this round. So we'll see maybe if that's the direction he's going. We'll see. Um, But Jake's team is pretty good. I have it on the screen right now if you're watching on YouTube or on our Periscope. His team is pretty stacked. I mean, outside of his quarterback position, you got Gurley, Keyshawn Vaughn, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, CeeDee Lamb, Travis Kelsey, and Justin Jefferson. I mean, those are some pretty uh, high-quality players um, that you could build around for this year and uh, for next year as well. Uh Uh-oh. We got some stuff going on in the chat. Jason saying, still feeling good about not going quarterback earlier i don't know if that was before possibly your trade i think that might have been after he tra- uh, after your trade after he saw what you gave up um going back would you really. possibly have picked a quarterback over tj hawkinson or maybe a quarterback over gasecki i think over hawkinson not really over gasecki i mean i'm fine with what i gave up here because i i'm feel comfortable with my depth over hawkinson definitely because i did not expect five quarterbacks to go in a row right after that. Yeah, that was but, wild. Um, yeah, I, I, over... I'm not necessarily upset about lo- losing Allen these next two picks because I, I feel comfortable with the depth that I have right now. Um, you know, I, I stick to what I mean when I say that I feel like scarcity is the only thing to worry about with quarterbacks. Finally, I was tired of Tyler Boyd getting auto-drafted the people. <laughs> finally scooped him up. The slander finally stops at 9.3. What an absolute steal. The first player that got auto-drafted him was uh, Pratt while he was talking to Blair about a trade at 7.9. So he's been the best player on the board for a round and a half, and people have been passing on him. Uh, I mean, it's it's fair. We all thought he was going to take that jump in 2019, and he really didn't. Uh, we were all pretty disappointed in him, especially minus AJ Green. We thought he's going to take a mega jump. And he kind of gave us that juju factor that, hey, maybe I'm better with an alpha male here. Maybe I ain't yeah. the alpha male. Um, so I'm, But I am glad he finally got scooped up because that is good value there. As your wide receiver three in the ninth round, I like it. Um, and Tom finally scooped up his QB three with Derek Carr, my boy, a.k.a. I hate you, Derek Carr. That's a lie. You're not my boy. Um he got drafted at 9.4. Um, I mean, we got the Raiders did sign Marcus Mariota this offseason. We finally have a good backup. No more Connor Cook. No more Nathan Peterman. Uh, no more Deshaun Kaiser. We finally have a quality backup that's going to push Derek Carr, maybe to either becoming the MVP candidate he was in 2016, or maybe he's going to be pushing him out of that starting job. I'm excited to see it as a Raiders fan. Uh, when push comes to shove, we're going to finally be able to see just who Derek Carr is. Is he Derek Carr or is he David Carr? We'll see in 2020. I like the uh, the comparison you made to his own brother. Yeah, I mean, there's no better comparison than brothers, right? <laughs> um, and then classic Damien. 
You are not asleep. Stop lying to me, boy. Um, at 9.5, he gets another Bronco. We paired him up with Melvin Gordon, who we drafted earlier on in this draft. Um, he got Noah Fan as his tight end one, and I like it. Noah Fan, the ninth round. I was thinking about picking him over Waller. I settled for Fan for the reasons we discussed previously. But I mean, I think that's. I mean, I think it's pretty nice. Um, and actually, talking about Fan, Fancy Corner replied, said, "Might be." Going back to fan, I think Waller was great because of the vacated targets in Oakland. Moreau scares me, to be honest. He'll be good. I think Fant will dominate the middle of the field and be hell of a mismatch. I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. There was a lot of vacated targets um, with Antonio Brown not being there. That's who the Raiders were planning on being that number one target. Outside of Antonio Brown, him leaving, that left a big hole of Hunter Renfro, Tyrell Williams, and Darren Waller. That being pretty much basically it for pass-catching rules in that offense. Moreau, I love Moreau. Uh, he's possibly more of a blocking tight end, but he showed a lot of flashes in the receiving game last year, catching a couple of game-winning uh, touchdown passes. So I love Moreau. Now, Fant, he is going to dominate the middle of the field. His athletic ability is ungodly, unmatchable. He is going to be a mismatch with all of those uh, linebackers around him. So I love all the comments you uh, all the comments you just made. Go follow him on Twitter at Fantasy Corner. It's on the screen. Um, he seems like a great follow. And he actually just commented, "Give me your thoughts on Brian Edwards." Um, I love Brian Edwards. I he got drafted in the third round, uh, third fourth round. I, th- I think third, maybe fourth. Um, I think third. Yeah, uh, for the Raiders uh, before Bowden, we drafted them back to back. Um, and I love Brian Edwards. I think that he's going to be pushing Tyrell Williams for touches in that offense. Uh, he could possibly be the tight. I mean, I mean, he could possibly be the wide receiver one. We added Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs is not the volume guy. We all know that. He might, he might, might turn out to be Tyreek Hill. Probably not. Um, Oh, FF Shawnee Manziel, even better. I do follow you. Okay, I love you, Shawnee. All right, um, I love Brian Edwards. Uh, he's a good quality wide receiver. He would have gone a lot higher on in the draft, but he had an injury that popped up in the NFL Combine that kind of lowered him in everyone's wide receiver rankings. Do you kind of have any opinion on Brian Edwards? Uh, from what I saw on tape, I I thought he was okay, but... You know, I didn't think he had that same upside that uh, oh, other wide receiver in this draft, other wide receivers in this draft had. Um, but, you know, to get him in the third round, I think that's a solid value. And, you know, I don't think uh, I think it fits for what Derek Carr wants to do, which, you know, is throw the ball seven yards down the field every time. Honestly, uh, I mean, I really like that. Your boy getting bills said. Robert's my fave. Hopefully, he wasn't talking about your team because that, oh, hurt, that hurts mean? my feelings. Because I mean, because I hurts. I my think feelings. my team is the best. Your team is good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, you did shore up that quarterback position that really helped you out. I was worried about that, but you got Dwayne Haskins. I love that pick. It's gonna. I mean, he is a. Um, I don't feel comfortable as a QB two, but he, I mean, he may step forward. And I mean, who can really project what he's going to have with another year of Terry McLaurin, with another year of those offensive weapons coming in, and with the addition of Antonio Gibson and Darius Geis in that offense, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what kind of steps he takes. Um, Damien signs off again. Good night, lads. Well done for the long haul, man. Go get some rest. Um, well, we will there. pause. We will either pause the draft or make it a long clock uh, whenever we get off. We'll uh, we'll figure that out for you, Damian. But thank you for staying up with us. We appreciate it. Definitely. Um, Matt, our fantasy forecaster, is on the clock. Uh, he does have two and a half minutes left. 
Um, his house is rampant right now with kids. Uh, five kids. Matt's pulling his hair out. Pulling his hair out so much that he sniped Aaron Rodgers in front of me with Drew Locke and Sam Darnold in the sixth round. I probably would have gone Aaron Rodgers. I needed that consistent quarterback. Um, pretty upset about that. So we'll see where he go where he goes now. Um, so just to cover some of the picks that went, Derek Carr went 9.4, obviously. Noah Fant, 9.5. And then after that went Austin Hooper, 9.6. Anthony, <laughs> I'm going to check out your team. I don't think you've drafted a running back yet, man. Um, I'm uh, kind of worried. Late. No running back. His team is on the screen on, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube or on Periscope. Carson Wentz, Justin Herbert as his quarterbacks, and then just get ready for these wide receivers. Hopkins, Godwin, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, Stephon Diggs. What is happening to this world? He even has three good quarterbacks with Carson Wentz, Justin Herbert, and Ryan Tannehill. And and that's, that's a really great wide receiver core, though. And if you look, there's still some good running backs who we could fill in for this season. I mean, you only got to find a running back for this season and then fill out the roster with the rookies next season. Um, rookie running backs always produce historically throughout the NFL. Um, it's gonna be how long is he gonna wait? Do you think to get a running back? Do you think? I mean, he has to get some here soon. I feel like, right? Uh, I mean, it it depends. Uh, looking at oh, there's just a trade. Yeah, Pratt is now on the clock. Uh, he wanted to move up one pick. With wow, I wonder who it's gonna be. Matt picked up a twenty twentieth round pick. Moved up uh, one pick. All right, well, let's see who's going to be picking. Jake picked uh, Drew Brees as his pick. Uh, that is his QB2. I mean, he waited on the QB position in two quarterback with his eighth and ninth pick, and he got Gardner and Drew Brees. It could have been worse, in my opinion. There could have been no quarterbacks by the eighth and ninth round, and he snagged some ones that are possibly get him through the season. I mean, and, yeah, and, exactly. I mean, and that's all you're looking for is to find a quarterback or a fantasy player that's going to get you through the year, possibly get some uh, positive returns on investment. And he he traded up one spot to get Big Ben. What do you think about that? Uh, that's, that's his QB three. I think it's solid, especially a quarterback three. Um, his other two quarterbacks are uh, Tua and Brady. Tom Brady, yeah. Yep. So uh, theoretically, he could play both Roethlisberger and Brady this season until uh, Tua is ready, or until next season, you know, and then have potentially Brady and Tua as his starters, and then maybe address the quarterback position in a draft or try and trade for one if possible. Um, yeah, I, I, I like it. I like Ben this season. I think he's uh, at least due for top 15. Um, I, I think, you know, his health is going to matter a lot, but uh, I think he's got, you know, at least better weapons around him than he's had in, uh, well, I mean, Antonio Brown, but <laughs> you know yeah. him as better than that in recent years, but still, um I mean, they've added uh, Chase Claypool. They gave him Deontay Johnson last year with the addition of Juju. And the year before that, they even gave him James Washington. So they have tried to, you know, and, you know, everyone says the Steelers are historically great at uh, developing wide receivers. But, you know, they got James Washington. They got Deontay Johnson. I love Deontay Johnson. Um, and then they got Chase Claypool. So they are trying to give him the weapons. Um, yeah. Out of those three, who do you think is going to be the best return on investment out of the, out of those three young wide receivers? 
Um, I will give a shout out to Billy because shout Billy gave a shout out to me. Uh, at a, underscore Bills. Yes. Uh, he's a big Chase Claypool fan. I didn't see it, but um, he's you know he's the one that can uh vouch for him even more so. So if you want to ask any of your Chase Claypool questions, you can send them his way on Twitter. Um, for me, if I had to bet on one, I mean, I'm still betting on Juju, the one that's already had a breakout season. Uh, I, I think he's just a better slot receiver than he is as, you know, a true outside number one guy. So uh, I think returning to that role in which, you know, he turned into success a few seasons ago, um, I, I think that's what's going to be best for him. And I love it. Um, I bought Juju a lot last offseason because I'm like, oh, my God, we saw what he was as a wide receiver, too. You know what he's going to do as a wide receiver, one. And the answer is nothing. Um, so we'll see with Big Ben coming back healthy. But that was also with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. I mean, you can't really evaluate that season, to be honest with you. But I feel like Matt just got my, maybe the steal of the draft. Jarvis Landry at 9.09. I feel like that's crazy late for Jarvis Landry. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think that, I mean, he was arguably the target on that offense last year? Well, one of my quick worries for Jarvis Landry is his, uh, what was it, a hip injury he yep. had toward the end of the season. And uh, it seemed like he waited in the offseason to get work done on it. And, uh, I don't remember how long ago this was, but I remember it was a six to eight month timeline. And when I worked it out, I think six months would have put him on pace for September. So it must have been like March that I heard about this, but September would have been the timeline for him mm-hmm. if it were six months. So the timeline for him to be healthy for the season is kind of iffy. We could have another OBJ situation for this next season, but Jarvis Landry has been one of the most productive wide receivers in football for the past five seasons. So, you know, you could argue that he's very volume dependent and, you know, the Browns are going to transition to a run heavy offense. But at the same time, you know, he outperformed Odell Beckham last season on the same team. So it's hard to say, you know, we could very well end up next season with Jarvis Landry again, outperforming Odell Beckham. And then, and then what do we do? You know, like Jarvis would basically then be the wide receiver one on the Browns. I mean, we're also what he did with the Dolphins. He was a target monster, not very efficient, but target monster for sure. I'm looking at this article, um, brownswire.com Jarvis Landry ahead of schedule on his surgery rehab plans to be on field in August though. Okay. So that's, that's good. So that, I mean, so that's, I mean, that's a little scary though, being on field in August. Um, that's a little late, you know, that's no OTAs, it's just training camp. And, you know, the NFL should be aiming for July for their uh, off-season program to really get started. But um, it's, it's a little scary when you're just getting on the field in August. Maybe he's not, maybe he's more of a, you know, not someone that you draft early, but you try and target in week four or five of the season uh, as he, you know, tries to adjust back into playing shape. Yeah. So we're almost at the end of our live stream here. We're going to be ending at the end of this ninth round. 
Um, how, I th- how I'm thinking about divvying up the podcast episodes is rounds one through three, four through six, and seven through nine um, in kind of uh, consecutive days so that they're not going to be overwhelmed. So just make sure that you're going to be on the lookout for that. Um, but after Jarvis Landry uh, with Matt's pick, uh, Kurt picked Devontae Parker at 9.10. And then Michael Gallup went to Heisenberg at 9.11. So Blair on the clock at 9.12. Uh, who do you like more between Devontae Parker and Michael Gallup? Because they're neck and neck in my rankings. I'm going to go check and see where they're at. Uh, you know, Devontae Parker had that late breakout. I might as well check my rankings, too. I'm going to say, I have Devontae Parker at wide receiver 30, Michael Gallup wide receiver 39. Wow. That's 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 a little bit bigger of a gap than what I figured it was going to be, though. Yeah, I have a bit of a gap here, too. Uh, Devontae Parker is my wide receiver 27, 60 overall, and then... Uh, Michael Gallup is my wide receiver, thirty-five. So that's a eight wide receiver gap, and yeah, he's and my eighty-second player. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually also have uh, Gallup behind Jarvis Landry. So uh, would have put. I, I think they're all sort of in that similar tier, though. Um, I think long term. Excuse me. Uh, I think. Devontae Parker is kind of in a better situation because he's already established himself as the one on that offense. And, you know, Michael Gallup, what's what's your best expectation for him now? You know, I think this season we can hope that he's a two as Blair will end the draft for tonight. I'll just pause it for right now, but uh, he took Philip Rivers. Uh, but yeah, I like uh, it. as far as Michael Gallup, you know, the best you hope for this season is a two. Beyond that, the best we see is a three. And then, you know, what, what's your real hope for beyond that? Maybe a two again. It's just the window for being a number one is gone, for in, for my opinion, in my opinion, on Michael Gallup. And then yeah. Devontae Parker, you know, we can hope Tua can develop and, and be a great quarterback. So, you know, uh, Devontae, Par- like, even if Tua is just a mediocre quarterback, I'll take him as the number one over Michael Gallup as the two or maybe even three for a pretty strong quarterback in Dak. I will say this. Do you know who has no guaranteed money the same year that Michael Gallup is an unrestricted free agent? Uh, Cooper. Amari Cooper, yep. yep. So it's going to be interesting to see because – in my eyes, they're going to have to choose that offseason, Gallup or Cooper. Um, obviously, we know Gallup's going to be a lot of – I mean, obviously, we know Gallup's going to be cheaper. Um, with Dak possibly having that big contract, that may be the move that they make, cutting Cooper, re-signing Gallup. And in that sense, Gallup as that wide receiver, too, in that offense at that time with CeeDee Lamb at that stage of his career two years from now, maybe it's smart to buy Gallup low right now because we know that that type of value bump. And if they do keep Cooper – they're not going to franchise tag Gallup. Gallup's not going to stay for a cheaper contract. He's going to go yeah. to a better situation, hopefully, and possibly exactly. get another extra value bump there as well. Um, but yeah, let's just go over our personal teams real quick. Um, but, after, but but real quick, uh, Heisenberg says, yeah, I don't expect him to be in such a crowded offense for long. I agree. I love Michael Gallup. I'm looking to buy him everywhere cheap. Um, I bought him pretty expensive pre-draft, so I'm kind of holding him in hopes that we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, Robert, just kind of go um, if you want to go round by round, or if you want to go down your starting lineup, that's that's fine as well. Whichever one that you'd uh, rather do. 
Sure. Uh, so I drafting out of the 10 spot um, at in the first round, Ezekiel Elliott fell to me. Thought that was a great value. Uh, taking Tyreek Hill in the second round, uh, I, I think that's one of the best uh, early pairs that I could have had. Mm-hmm. Um, in the third round, I feel like I reached a little bit to get some youth in Cam Akers. But, you know, if Cam Akers comes out and has a girly-like season, uh, no one's going to be thinking that's a reach. Yep. The uh, downside I see for Akers, the sort of floor, uh, I, I still think, you know, I don't necessarily think Darrell Henderson is going to be the guy. I think, if anything, it's going to be Akers. You look at what the Rams were working with. They had needs, much more needs this year than they had last year. And... You know, uh, they they took Cam Akers with the first pick in the draft, I believe. Their yeah, first pick in their draft. Exactly. So uh, the investment for Cam Akers is pretty heavy for the Rams. So I, I expect him to be the guy. Um, so I, I would expect a pretty high floor for him. Uh, he'll be my running back, too. In the fourth round, I got Kenny Galladay. I thought that was a pretty great steal. He's an elite wide receiver. Uh, finished as wide receiver seven, I believe, last year. Yep. And um, you know, he's still what twenty six now. Uh, should be paid very soon, and he's in those talks with Detroit, uh, locked in with Matthew Stafford. So I, I really believe in Kenny Galladay. In the fifth round, I fell forced to take Matthew Stafford because we were dying down on you know strong starting level quarterbacks. Uh, it, so I'm gonna pray basically for Matthew Stafford's health this season. Um I mean six, you need him to be healthy to be honest with you. I will I will admit that. I do need Matthew Stafford to be healthy. Uh but I will work on my quarterback depth because this draft is not completely done. Uh so we'll see where I can go from here. In the sixth round, uh I wanted to shore up some running back depth so I got Devin Singletary. I don't think that he necessarily has a ceiling that Cam Akers and Ezekiel Elliott do, but you know, if he's my third running back, I don't feel like I need that ceiling. I just need a consistent option. And then in the seventh round, I added more to the running back with Raheem Mostert. Uh, you know, I, I really believe in Raheem Mostert for this upcoming season. Um, I, I think he'll be the lead dog over Kevin Coleman. You know, if, if they're just going to put the best running back out in the field, I don't see why it wouldn't be Raheem Mostert, especially after what he did in the playoffs and how he, well he fits that system. Uh, eighth round, I went with TJ Hawkinson. Uh, that was probably my most questionable pick. I probably should have gone with the quarterback there, especially after a quarterback run went right after he got selected. Legitimately right after your pick. <laughs> yeah, and that that probably hurt me the most. Um especially since, you know, I I could have waited and got another at least solid tight end. Uh kind of forced me to trade up again. And then I kind of got cold feet on taking a quarterback and took Mike Gesicki <laughs> instead of taking a quarterback. And then I wanted to trade up again and make sure I got a quarterback, so I traded up in the ninth round. Two picks to take, later. To take Dwayne Haskins. Um, overall, though, I, I I really, you know, I like my depth at running back. I feel like I can continue to fill it. Like, from here on out, I feel like, you know, one quarterback and the rest could be wide receivers, and I would be set, you know. So I'm, I'm not necessarily worried about my depth. 
Um, uh, let's say you have your whole starting lineup filled out besides your Q, uh, besides your wide receiver three. So, I mean, you have your whole starting lineup. You just need to fill out those bench players. And, I mean, your team is pretty solid. Yeah, uh, the depth. I mean, as far as the flex plays, like Devin Singletary, Raheem Mostert don't have to be flex plays. Like, I feel like with the tight end premium, I'd even be more inclined to flexing another tight end, too, yep. uh, with Gesicki and Hawkinson. I, I think that would be really strong. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I have two top 10 wide receivers, in my opinion, at the very least, yep. and maybe even two top five wide receivers. So, uh, you know, my third wide receiver doesn't have to be elite. He just has to be consistent. And you can find that in the later rounds. Yeah, but I say I like your team. I was Kenny Galladay's wide receiver seven in my rankings. So that's pretty high. Um, and then looking at my team, if you're looking at the draft board uh, on our YouTube channel or on our Periscope, uh, the fancy forecast uh, or the fancy forecasters on our YouTube or FF underscore forecast on our Twitter. Um, you can see I traded out of the 1.01. We've discussed that many times. Um, so I cashed in on that. I got Derek Henry at 2.09, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh, or sorry, I got Derek Henry 2.11, Clyde Edwards Hilaire 2.12, Austin Eckler 3.01, and Josh Allen 4, uh, 3.02. Four picks in a row, and those were my building blocks. Those three running backs and Josh Allen, I felt comfortable with it. Um, there was some voice in my head saying, Trey, go Joe Burrow, go Allen, and then go those running backs. Um, maybe Joe Burrow over Austin Eckler or over Derrick Henry. I would have for sure picked Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, but I decided to go with Trey. You're, you're, you're trying to compete this year. So let's get those running backs, and then let's figure out the rest of your team after that. I got Josh Allen. He's that QB slinger. The addition of Stephon Diggs, we all know what he's going to bring to the table. Finished as QB6 last year. I think he's going to improve on that in 2020. And then my next three picks, I had three picks in a row again in the fourth round and going into the fifth. 4.11, I was, we did, I mean, we discussed this earlier on in the episode. I was thinking about going quarterback because I passed on it earlier. And then Blair was like, no, you need to go wide receiver. And I felt like that was the right call. Blame it um, all on Blair. Blame it all on Blair. He's not here to defend himself. Uh, I went to Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley, and DK Metcalf. I was somewhat deciding maybe Cortland Sutton out of those. Maybe even Stephon Diggs to pair with Josh Allen. But I decided to go with those three young stud wide receivers. And then the next rounds, um, I decided to finally fill my quarterback position. I got... Two young, high upside quarterbacks, um, Drew Locke. We all saw what he was going to do towards the end of last season. And as well with Sam Darnold, they, they both were possibly the hottest quarterbacks towards the end of last season. Um, I, I do love what they both bring to the table. Drew Locke's that gunslinger. Sam Darnold's more of that traditional quarterback that's going to uh, consistently put up possibly 250 yards a game and two touchdowns. But Drew Locke will be 350, four touchdowns, and uh, 225 and three picks. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, I feel yeah. pretty confident with that. And then this round out the rest of my roster, uh, I got Darren Waller as my tight end one, 1.75 tight end premium. Thank you guys for listening to the fantasy football forecast. Hopefully you enjoyed listening or watching on our YouTube channel, our first ever listener league draft. Uh, there was a lot of different strategies that were implemented, whether it was the no QB route or the no running back route, or the no wide receiver route. Comment on our Twitter page at FF underscore forecast who you think 
has the best team. There's a lot of good teams out there, but I wanted to thank you guys for listening and I hope you guys enjoyed it.